Welcome to your favorite F word podcast, where we dive deep into conversations around food, fitness, feelings, with the occasional fuck thrown in. We're your hosts, Sarah and Nicola, owners of Paradigm Nutrition and Performance, nutrition coaches, besties, and most importantly, humans. This show is for coaches, self-growth-oriented folks, active humans, or anyone looking to deepen their understanding and relationship with food, movement, and themselves. Thanks for tuning in, and we cannot wait to share this space with you. (laughs) Whenever Sarah says, are you going to do the intro? I'm never sure where to start or like what the first word should be. So welcome to your favorite F word. As you know, this is Nicola doing the intro because it's going to be all over the place and you're welcome for that. Um, But this week we are going to talk about body image, which when Sarah brought it up as like a topic to discuss, I was like, oh, we have to have several podcasts on this already. And going back in the archives, we do not, which is weird at least not like one specifically focused on it but we do talk about it in like many many contexts it's just yeah feels like a weird one to not have a a singular focus on so that is the goal of today that's what we're talking today side rounds aside um but yeah also I need to note just now that Sarah better fucking call this episode what I titled it (laughs) this is your accountability (laughs) body yaddy 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 yeah okay what should we just you know dive right in yeah I think we'll what what we're gonna do today is we're gonna kind of just like talk about what body image is how it's affected the different like components of body image um I think all of us kind of know and have used the term body image before um but kind of breaking it down this way can be helpful in navigating our own body image and maybe practicing a little bit more self-compassion on those days where we maybe don't have the best body image. Um, So we're going to go through kind of like some of like the more dictionary definition type pieces of it. And then we'll also talk about our own experience and experience like working with clients and stuff and how that plays into the various goals that we work towards. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I did write this note at the beginning that maybe we should just address the elephant in the room right away, which is the influence of social media. Yeah. So when I told Nicola I wanted to talk about body image today, I was kind of in a mood with social media and how much it's fucking annoying and how everyone has their opinion on what you should be doing and shouldn't be doing. Um, and so my thought on where this podcast would go was kind of just more in like that rant area and talking about how to just be conscious consumers of social media, um, and be aware of like how it is influencing us positively or negatively. Um, but we kind of took it in a different direction. So we will talk about that kind of throughout and how social media affects our body image specifically, um, and that's all I have to say about that. Okay. I really thought there'd be a bigger rant there. I literally I wrote a note. Yeah. Room for Sarah to go off on the rant. I'm just um, not in a ranty mood today, I guess. Maybe we'll get into it once we're actually. Yeah, that, I was going to say, that's really too bad. Yeah. I yeah. know that's the reason Jen tunes in is for, oh. for the rants, but. Okay. 
So sadly, Sarah, this is not a, a dictionary definition of body image, um, but I did take this definition from a study um, and kind of like a research review that I read on said study that I felt was really helpful. And that's that um, research review really kind of guides a lot of the notes I made here and just the general concepts because I found it helpful to kind of differentiate um, within body image, like different uh, ways in which it can be expressed and maybe different ways that we might kind of talk about it. So in general, I mean, well, like Sarah said, we'll all have our own definition of this really, um, but it generally represents how we as an individual are thinking, feeling, perceiving, and then behaving in regards to our bodies. So recognizing that body image really is this like multi-dimensional roving target um, that really is like a complex system of different things we've experienced, um, the way in which we like navigate the world. Um, and then those components can apply, you know, to people in healthy with unhealthy perceptions of their bodies. Um, so when we're talking about it, we'll be referencing like the cognitive aspect of body image. So those like are the thoughts and beliefs we have about our body, the perceptual. So like how we actually perceive our size and shape of our body, our body parts, um, the affective or like the feeling side of things, the emotions, um, and then the behaviors. So like the actions that we might perform um, in regards to our body image or to then change or alter or conceal our body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That behavior piece, there's definitely different facets to it because I think our body image, there's behavior specifically correlated, not correlated, but specifically related to our body image in terms of like self-checking our body image, looking mm -hmm. in the mirror, pulling up our shirt, you know, looking at pictures of ourselves. So that is like a behavioral part of body image. But then the other side of it is the actions that we are taking in the world to change the way that our body looks. Yeah. Right? Could be like, you know, from wearing a certain thing, like the way I wear bras that smush my boobs against my body so that <laughs> everyone perceives me as not having big boobs. Yeah. Um, or like wearing like, you know, tight things, loose things, whatever, things that are comfortable. Um, but could also be then like the way we are training or exercising or eating, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um and maybe it's good to say we're not calling any of this like good or bad we're literally just kind of like going through the components of it um because diagnosing like body image disorders and things like that is as you all know beyond the scope of what outside we do yeah side of scope um so yeah once we like look at body image um I don't know I want to say a good chunk of people would be able to put themselves in this category um of having like body image misperceptions because body image is so like highly susceptible to change and is like so contingent on what we're experiencing. Um, there are so many things that can impact whether or not we're able to see ourselves like quote unquote accurately. Mm -hmm. So if we've had, you know, a shitty day in the gym and our performance is kind of in the tank, I think a very common thing we'll hear from clients and not to put you on the spot, but I've heard this from you many a times is that all of a sudden we put those feelings on our body and therefore we're just like not happy with how we look, even though we might've looked the same as we like exact same weight measurements, you know, 
um, body composition is the day before when we are feeling really good in our body. We have like a negative thing happen in a domain completely outside our body or related to. And all of a sudden we're like, well, I'm going to take those feelings out of my body because that's what I've been taught to do. Yeah. Um, and then you're, you're not really able to perceive yourself accurately. Yeah. Yeah. So those misperceptions can happen in like so many different capacities and they can be related to like our current experience or a previous experience that we have had. Right. So if we go back to like the episode where we talked about grief, um, I think a lot of body image misperception can come when we are comparing ourselves to previous versions of ourselves. Right. Um, that is a piece when we are comparing ourselves to other people, like on social media, um, but also when we are based on like the actions and behaviors that we're taking and how we view ourselves in relation to those. So for example, mm-hmm. we miss a workout and now mm-hmm. we're shitting on ourselves and telling ourselves that we're like bad or lazy or whatever, then that can affect how we're viewing our body that day, right? The same thing as Nicholas said, if you have a shitty workout, which that one, I think a lot of people in like the CrossFit space or any performance-based modality where like you are very much paying attention to your performance in the gym can relate to the amount of times where I've like come out of the gym, having like an amazing session and been like, I'm fucking jacked. And then like the next day, obviously my body has not changed, but like having a shit session and be like, whatever terrible language we want to use about our bodies right Mm -hmm. yeah so I think like body image misperception really puts like it it in a negative but really it's like that what it's getting after is just how susceptible our view of our bodies are to the experiences that we're having and like the what else is going on in our lives and I think that's just something to be really really mindful of if you are a person who notices that you are you know, paying particular attention to your body or notice that, you know, you have these highs and lows is start to get a a sense of like, what else is going on? Are you in a state of like stress? Has there been, you know, um, something you haven't been keeping up with? Are you not living into your values is a big one that I feel a lot or seeing clients when, you know, maybe we haven't been mm, keeping up with the things that we have said we are going to self-efficacy is low and then it's very easy to take it on like out on a physical our body yeah um okay so again like body misperceptions sound like they're negative but could be positive or negative but i think when we really do look at like what in the industry or social media would call like negative body image I think what we're really getting at is like body image dissatisfaction. So holding negative attitudes or feelings or beliefs about your body that are attributable to the discrepancy between your perception of your body in its current state versus your idealized image. So what you want it to look like. And that negativity comes from not being or not having the body that you like want or think Mm -hmm. that you need to have. Um, again these can be influenced by like our thoughts and our feelings what's going on in our world but I think this is taking just like a misperception um, and bring it to kind of like that next level of intensity where we're putting a lot more effort probably unconsciously into thinking about it than um, others for sure and for people who experience this dissatisfaction a lot I think a good place to start is by 
starting to question, like question that idealized image that you do have, right? Like, where does that come from? Who, who has taught you that that is what is ideal, that that is what we should be striving for. Um, I think, you know, there's, there's pros and cons in turn in the like anti-diet movement, but I think one of the best things that has come out of it is this increased awareness around like, what are the systems and structures put in place to keep us feeling like shit about our bodies? <laughs> right. And there is so many because so many industries profit off of us feeling bad about our bodies. Right. Um, so starting, if we can start to really get curious about that and really look at like, you know, what, who is profiting off of our insecurities and off of us not us having that disconnect between where our body is and like this idealized image that society has made up and we have made up um, that can help kind of at least put some distance between, you know, the feelings that you're having and like the reality of the situation, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think so. Like, that's not to say that, like, just by recognizing that, like, there are systems with the intention of kind of enhancing this in you that all of a sudden you're going to be like absolved of those feelings. That's probably not going to be the case. But I think having that extra layer of self-awareness can at least like reduce the intensity or, you know, make, um, give you like something else to kind of think about as well. Um, But I think that brings up a really interesting point because the example of body dissatisfaction I made is that like a lot of our clients will initially sign up with us because there is like how they're feeling now and there is this idealized body and they're seeking really our help to achieving that. And Mm -hmm. so in you talking about like these systems and industries that are profiting, I'm like, okay, well, we are like a part of that as well. And like, what does that mean for us as coaches to like, be able to hold the fact that like we believe in what we do and see it as more of like just getting someone from body a to body b and like having much more of like a relationship and and covering different aspects of health but at the same time being like but that might be what like initially connects someone with us and like how do we handle that ethically yeah yeah i mean that's a challenging one and i think you and i in our own business journey have had struggles with that and (laughs) like how do we do this work while staying in alignment with our values. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we've gone through periods of time where like, we're just sick of talking about fat loss mm-hmm. right? because there's part of us wants to educate people so that if they are choosing to go that route, they are doing so in a way that is sustainable and honoring their long-term health. But at the same time, not wanting to send the message that like, that's the only goal worthy of your effort and time. And like that, you know, you're, you're only, you know, good enough if you have a certain body or if you achieve weight loss or whatever. So there's definitely a fine line there. Um, and yeah, it's, it's interesting to think about. It's easy for us to kind of say like, oh, we're not in that boat because we don't push it on people. We don't use progress photos, et cetera, et cetera. But at the same time, people still do come to us with those goals. Right. So it is. And we're, we're not going to like judge people for having those goals. For sure. Certainly we have lots of conversations around like, you know, being ready to take something like that on and digging into like, why are we, why are we hell bent on this goal? Um, 
but I think there is like in what you described as like the body positivity movement, then this kind of like message that if you are a person who does want to change your body, like that is bad. Right. And I think that like ignores various other reasons why someone might want to alter their body that isn't just based on like, you know, this idealized version that's been highlighted in social media, but also for like, you know, feeling at home in their own body for whatever reason. It's not accounting for like, you know, different aspects of like gender affirmation and things like that. So it's a very nuanced discussion and like this this topic of body image is only getting at one point. Um, but I think it's important for like us as coaches to think about this too. Like sure. what does body image mean to us? What does it mean to our clients and how are we supporting them in a quote unquote like healthy way with their body image? where we're not taking away their agency. We're not saying you can't want to change your body or you're wrong for it. Mm -hmm. But is that the only thing? Like is, you know, this idea of like having, I'll be happy when I have this body. Right. And kind of like breaking down that mentality because I've never worked with a client who that was the case, who by merely changing just that one piece, everything else in their life came together. That's absolutely never been the case. And I can pretty much vouch that it never will be so we're definitely like wanting to have those conversations within that work yeah um I had an interesting conversation with someone on Instagram about that the other day about this like because I've said that a lot like the change the positive change that comes in your life when you do change how your body looks isn't usually a direct correlation to being in a smaller body or like a more societal, socially acceptable body or societal way to change that word. Yeah. Um, quote unquote, uh, the, the positive changes that happen, like aren't necessarily correlated with that. They're more related to the actions that you take in, in that process. Right. And following through on the things that you have said you were going to do taking care of yourself prioritizing yourself all of these other things which then spill over into more confidence more self-worth etc typically mm-hmm. but I had this conversation with the client and I was reflecting on my own experience having fluctuated within 20 pounds or so um, over my fitness journey right I've been at the heavier end I've been at the lighter end and like that has been my experience right like heavier and lighter for you for me yeah Mm -hmm. um but even at my heaviest end I was still in a quote-unquote socially acceptable body Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's easy for me having still even though I fluctuated my body comp a lot it's still been within that confines of like what is quote-unquote socially acceptable yeah so how can I say, well, weight, weight loss or changing your body isn't going to change. Mm-hmm. I have never been on the receiving end of the stigma that comes from being in a bigger body. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Such is- a fucking good point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Even when you look at like the medical system and like how much different a doctor treats someone with a, a socially acceptable body versus yeah. someone in a fat body. Yeah it's it's wildly different and so totally like we can't while I can confidently say that I've never had that experience with clients that is like also a narrow view yeah it's not accounting for people whose lives truly would change yeah through achieving a different body yeah and like there's so many 
shitty things in that like we shouldn't have to change those things to be treated a certain way Mm -hmm. um but in our current like culture that absolutely is the case yeah that's fucked yeah so fucked I um and I do think like okay for a person who goes through like a significant amount of weight loss for example there's still a piece of like okay the confidence that comes from taking those actions and behaviors or carrying out those actions and behaviors that they like following through etc everything that we just talked about um so there is a piece of that that again isn't necessarily correlated to being in a smaller body now but they've like built the self-efficacy and the confidence and stuff but now there's this added piece where now they are being treated so differently by so many people and uh-huh. like that is going to impact how we feel about ourselves hugely. totally yeah so yeah it's yeah. Very, very interesting I thought uh-huh. I should just mention that because yeah it yeah was- no that's super important and I mean it just like reiterates just how complex this is and no wonder you know, we wake up on Monday and our body image is A and we make wake up on Tuesday and our body image is B, let alone over the course of a lifetime. Like we were talking about in our previous episode, like, yeah, no wonder we're comparing ourselves and like having highs and lows in that realm. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So to move on then from body dissatisfaction, the next kind of like layer that then again, we're not necessarily like going to be diagnosing these things. This is more like conversations we would have with clients um, and kind of pointing things out. But if body dissatisfaction kind of like um, gained in intensity, we might consider it like body image distortion. So that's when we are unable to accurately view or evaluate our body's size, shape, composition, and weight compared to its actual proportions. Mm -hmm. So in a client example, we see this when the client's like rate of progress or rate of weight loss or muscle gain or whatever it is, is not matching their expectations. So maybe when we're reaching like a weight loss plateau towards the end of a diet phase, or even despite like a quote unquote successful transformation, the client is still unable to recognize the change that they've made. Yeah. Um, And I think this is just a very interesting piece to have clients who have achieved a great degree of change. I'm thinking of one client in particular who put on a substantial amount of muscle mass and still felt like, you know, I'm small, I'm puny, you know, all of those words that have been used. And yet when we pull up pictures to compare body composition, to me, it's like clear. I'm like, how can we not see the difference? And yet to them, it's like, you know what? I, I'm not really seeing it. Yeah. And it's so, so interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it happens on the flip side too, where, and I find this happens more frequently if a client doesn't have a significant change on the scale, mm-hmm. their progress photos change a lot. Yeah. Right. And then they're like, oh, I'm not making progress, even though if I, as the coach, look at their pictures or if I show their pictures to Nicola to like get feedback, like sometimes we're also, we can have our own biases with our clients. Mm-hmm see them putting in the work we see them doing the things and we like obviously want to see the progress as much as they do so we can get those goggles on right of like oh am I like seeing changes that 
maybe aren't as big or maybe I'm missing changes. So right. Or like compared to what you would have expected given what they were doing. Yeah. So while we don't use progress photos in any of our marketing or anything, sometimes we'll show each other to like, just get feedback. Um, And so it's like, Nicola and I will maybe both see huge fucking changes in the pictures, but then because the scale hasn't changed, the client feels like their pictures like look the same. Mm -hmm. It's just like, it's so crazy. Um, And I don't know if you've experienced that in your own diet phases. I've definitely Mm -hmm. experienced it in mine. And yeah, I mean, like my coach called me out for it in my last diet phase, really towards the end. It was almost like I was feeling really good until I got to the end when I was like, oh, shouldn't I look a different way after putting in all of this work? And she called the term, used the term diet goggles. And she's like, you need to take those diet goggles off and recognize like you have made substantial changes but right now in the thick of it you are unable to see it because there are blinders such as like your expectations blinders of like what you've achieved before all of these different pieces that are kind of getting in the way from from you to accurately see like what what is in front of you and this kind of thing happens like outside of diet phases as well um even I'm thinking like maintenance phases when the goal is not to change, but to stay the same. And I'm confident from a coach perspective that like we have, you know, we're working on health, body hasn't changed too much. And that's really the goal. And to the client, because they've, they're not training in a certain way, they're not eating in a deficit or whatever. They're like, well, you know, I'm either, they're either seeing change that isn't there or all of a sudden, like, well, why haven't we changed when right. that wasn't yeah. the goal? You know, it's just like, it's so interesting yeah. and really challenging too, because you can't necessarily like talk someone out of it. Mm-hmm. I think that's why we like to use so many different metrics that we're tracking to not just track change, but track improvements yeah. and really like, you know, use the client's check-in from a month ago and talk about how doing X or Y made them feel so good. And now they're doing X and Y all the time. And yet we're not feeling the same way. Like what, what's right. What's changed for them. Yeah. Yeah. Having a bunch of different metrics to go off of, um, regardless of whether you're in a, you know, gaining phase, a fat loss phase or a maintenance phase is super important because it's easy. Even if we say we don't care about, you know, our, how our body is changing or we're in a maintenance phase and we're good with like just focusing on health. Like I think there's for most people, there's always still a little piece of us that is like fixated on our Mm -hmm. body, right? Mm -hmm. Having those other things can be really, really helpful. And having a coach to just help you get curious about what's going on in, in your brain, um, is super, super helpful. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. So yeah, I think like to wrap up that kind of discussion, I don't want to put this as like a universal truth, but I think at least in the culture we live in, it's going to be like very common to have any kind of like acute body misperception, body dissatisfaction, and even like acute body distortions, depending on what's going on in your life. So I think it's like unrealistic to assume or say that like, you know, you need to love your body at all times. You need to embrace how it looks, how it feels. Um, 
but I also think it is helpful and to some degree important to then be like on the lookout for those persisting body issues or body image issues that are like constantly taking up airtime in your brain that you're constantly giving energy to um, because I do see it turning into like a more chronic body distortion which can kind of lead to a whole host of other things that I think really take away from like people living their lives Um, so while in acute bursts I think it's pretty normal and maybe the pieces we talked about here today are helpful for you to remind yourself of what's going on so you can kind of like okay you know accept that idea of like we don't have to judge ourselves for having those thoughts but we accept it and then maybe move on so incorporating like some mindfulness practices around there um but really being mindful of what we're doing with ourselves and what we're our like internal dialogue on like poor body image days Mm because I think that's where things can get a little dicey for sure it's there's like we shouldn't have the expectation that we're never going to have those days right or we're never going to have negative thoughts but it's more being mindful of like are those negative thoughts consuming us are they taking away from our enjoyment of the experiences that are happening And are they strongly influencing our behavior and our actions, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's a huge difference between having a negative thought about our body and then taking X action that reinforces that thought versus having a negative thought about our body being able to be like, okay, well, that's a fucking shitty thought. And, you know, it is what it is. And then still acting in alignment with whatever we're working towards right yeah like being able to carry on with our day and not let it change the trajectory of like yeah our experience Mm -hmm. and that's not to say it's easy it's not it can be it can be really challenging um but even just bringing like the awareness to it can be like a really nice first step Mm -hmm. okay so now nicola wrote three things (laughs) someone tells you about body image (laughs) um so I thought just like these were like very common things that we hear a lot so maybe just helpful to go through yeah and these are kind of like now moving into some of the steps you can take to like work on your body image mm-hmm. something you like you want to um okay so number one do you want to just say all three and then go into them individually well, let's just say one at a time okay Keep okay suspense first going. one Body image is subjective as fuck Mm -hmm. and it's constantly changing because it will be based on your thoughts, feelings, perceptions, behaviors. So it's kind of like an ongoing fun experience of being alive in this culture. For sure. Yeah. Because it, it's rarely ever to ever related to like how our body actually looks right. Or it's, it's not, that's not the sole thing that is happening. Mm -hmm. So Nicola also wrote, it's more than just simple self-perception. And that's something that we haven't necessarily like outright said yet is like, it is a complex subjective construct and it's highly influenced by not only our thoughts and feelings, but also like the perceptions of society in general. Right. So it, yes, it is this thing that we like put on ourselves, but like body image also affects like how we judge other people or, you know, what we think about other people based on how they look. Like it's this huge, huge thing outside of just our own personal bodies. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and like it does become and probably is, I don't again want to say this like is universal, but it it can be and probably is for most people like an aspect of our identity and therefore can play a role in like aspects of our self-esteem. So again, I think to think that we can improve our confidence or self-esteem by changing just this like one piece is problematic because I don't think it will be the end all be all. And also if our body image is constantly changing, then we're putting like our worth on a moving target, which probably isn't going to feel good in the long run when, you know, we start to age and our bodies naturally and normally change. Um, If that's kind of like the only metric with which we are associating our confidence, then, you know, we got, we got a rough lifetime ahead of us. (laughs) It's not going to be very enjoyable for sure. Yeah. So trying to remove that like worth piece from our body image and how, how our bodies look Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and easier said than done. For sure. Um, another piece here I thought I would mention is just like recognizing how like cyclical and like mutually reinforcing these like thoughts, perceptions, feelings, behaviors are, um, because I think we, think, okay, well, we'll change the body image, but really it might be changing other like lifestyle aspects. Mm -hmm. So for example, you know, say you had an awesome sleep, you felt great at the gym, were able to like train hard, push yourself, come home with like high energy. You're feeling really good. It's more likely that you're going to be like, if you look in the mirror, you're going to be like, fuck, I'm strong. You know, I showed up. Um, but more often than not, you know, you'll have better body image like that day and probably the next day. It's going to like those actions that, you know, make you as a person feel really good are going to translate into a positive body image, whether that's just like for the day, you know, for the week, it's kind of like that cyclical thing. It's mutually reinforcing versus if you like had a shitty workout, you had a terrible sleep throughout the day, you didn't eat meals that made you feel good. And like you experienced indigestion, maybe you're frustrated with your choices, you are much more likely to have a negative body image day when you are not showing up for yourself in the same way. And because of like where we sit in the industry, yes, we're talking about food, we're talking about exercise, but this could be a whole host of other things. Um, Could be like with relationships and stuff. So recognizing just how, uh, how much impact other pieces can have yeah, I think is really important too. Yeah. Like if you're trying to improve your body image, a lot of us kind of go to the thought piece, right. And like reflecting on where it stems from all of these like systemic issues and stuff, but you can jump in at any of those other four points. Um, so Nicola's talking about jumping in at the behaviors point where like, okay, we want to improve our body image. What are the behaviors that help us improve our body? Mm-hmm. Image, right? Because if we can change the behaviors, then we will be often we less, we're less likely to have those negative thoughts and perceptions and kind of like the cycle is just, it's interrupted at that point. Right. So Mm -hmm. there's, there's multiple ways to work on this for yourself. Um, And if you're someone who struggles with like the positive affirmations just change your thoughts thing like maybe that's a different way to look at it is like okay what are the behaviors that I can change to support it 
Um, yeah. Or like I mean, the perceptions piece, like having conversations with people about it and looking at things on like that systemic level can be helpful too, to recognize like there is community here. You're not alone in thinking these things. Cause I think that becomes something where we feel really isolated and like, we're the only one having these thoughts. Yeah. Um, so having conversations, bringing like those thoughts and feelings forward can be really helpful too. Mm-hmm. Another behavior piece might be being mindful of the situations or the people that quote unquote trigger, 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 that trigger negative body image. Um, For a lot of our clients specifically, social media is one of those things, right? So when you are spending time on social media or when you are spending time with X, Y person, is that making you feel shitty about your body? And if so, can you change that behavior? Can you reduce your social media time? Can you distance yourself from that person or potentially have a conversation with them about like, I can think of specific friends who like, in my mind, have a quote unquote ideal body, but then talk shit about their bodies in front of Mm -hmm. me. And so I'm like, okay, if you think that about your body, then what do you, how, what do you think about my body? Right. So just things like that about being able to have conversations with people um, if they are bringing up like those negative feelings about yourselves, about yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So ultimately like keeping tabs on these pieces can be very helpful to maintaining like a stable or even just like neutral position Mm -hmm. when it comes to body image. For sure. Um. number two is something we kind of already talked about but losing weight does not automatically improve body image and let's say that again losing weight does not automatically improve body image um I think that when people have weight loss as a goal I think that's a big piece of the reason for a lot of people um and thinking that certain things are going to arrive automatically when your body looks different. Again, outside of those societal things that are, Mm -hmm. you know, out, out of our control to a certain extent right now. Um, there it's not, it just isn't like that. Mm -hmm. I think, and I wrote this piece here, but I think a lot of us have a really unrealistic idea of like what this quote unquote ideal body looks like and the weight that it probably requires. The weight on the scale for sure. Yeah. The weight is such a a misconception because Mm -hmm. we're like chasing this number, but we don't actually know what that looks like. And more often than not the, what you want something to like your body what you want your body to look like does not exist at the weight you think it does. For sure. It usually exists at a heavier weight. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. And that can be very tough to wrap our heads around if we have been raised to value that number on the scale so heavily, which I think Mm -hmm. the people our age have because our mom, like that generation was just obsessive. Um, so yeah, it, again, it's a hard thing to break, but having the conversation with your coach of like, okay, is that a, is that a metric that is even, do we even need to be tracking that metric? And if so, like, how are we making sure that we're staying objective about it? Um, and not, you know, again, not letting that trickle down into how we're feeling about ourselves and then the actions that we're taking. Mm -hmm. 
totally. I think that's a big piece that would kind of cause that idea of like uh, the diet goggles where we've made a substantial amount of change. And yet, because we're not at the number we thought, we're like, these words will echo in my mind forever, but I've only lost five pounds. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, yes. And why do we need to lose more? You know, why do we need to like achieve a specific number when the number itself is meaningless? So for sure there's that. And then the argument that like, you're not going to maintain that weight for the rest of your life. So we need to, if body image is something you're looking to improve, we got to look in other directions. For sure. I love this piece. The way Nicola wrote it is you could also argue that weight loss to improve body image might actually set you back because you're likely not going to maintain that amount of weight loss for the rest of your life. Um, if, you know, if we're doing it in a sustainable way, we might be able to maintain it for a long time within, again, within fluctuations. If we're talking about that five pounds, well, your body could fluctuate five pounds within a week, right? So again, if it's contingent on that number, but even a body composition outside of the scale, that you achieve through a prolonged deficit, like you're not going to be your leanest at every point in your life. So if our body image is only good when we look like that, then that's not setting us up for success. No, I think even worse, it's like setting you up to be like really frustrated later on. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And likely falling into that like binge restrict or like yo-yo cycle, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're constantly chasing that like smaller version of you or that leaner version of you or whatever mm-hmm. um, and it's easy to it's easy going into a fat loss phase to tell yourself okay this isn't forever this is just like you know it's just a structured goal right now for x number of months and I'm going to come out of it and I'm going to try to maintain my best as possible but I'm probably not going to it's easy to say that going in but then when you get to that point it's a lot harder like in practice mm-hmm Totally. I think this is like a piece where moving into like the bodybuilding world has actually like done me a lot of favors. I think when I originally thought bodybuilding, especially like those who compete, I was like, okay, body image is going to be like super fucked. Like going into the gym the first few months I went, everybody in the gym was in prep. So everybody was like rocking very, very lean bodies. Yeah. And I was like, Ooh, like is this, is this what we need to look like? And, you know, prep came and went for all of these people and then their improvement phase came and watching all of their bodies change drastically in the other direction. And not only that, but still watching them come in and train hard and like talk about how much they love the process really taught me like, okay, you know, what we see on social media, especially is like when everybody's at their leanest and seeing the, like in real life, they are not like that. Yeah. And actually seeing like the really vast like changes helped me appreciate the like how body image kind of like fluctuates and, you know, surprised me in the sense that it helped me take away this idea of like worth based on leanness, which I thought was going to be like actually the opposite moving in there. Because in CrossFit, people's bodies, I don't think change as much because there's you know, the regime stays the same for most of the year versus like in competitive bodybuilding, the goal is to drastically change um, in appearance. So it's, yeah, that was really interesting. Yeah. 
yeah, there's way bigger swings mm-hmm. um, from off season to prep season in mm-hmm. volume than you would see. Like people in CrossFit still still have those fluctuations, but I agree it's probably to a lesser extent. Um just based on, you know, nutrition and the protocols around training that change so yeah. much bodybuilding. The training goals are like so much more incremental. For sure. Yeah. In CrossFit. Yeah. But I guess like that's not to say that like there aren't just like rampant body issues in bodybuilding. I'm just saying from my perspective, like being newer into that culture um and not like going through a prep process myself so that's and honestly I learned that you know a prep process isn't something I'm going to be able to do because I don't think I would do well with the body composition swing afterwards that was a that's a really good lesson for me to learn for sure yeah it's interesting to have that perspective because I think people who aren't in the bodybuilding space like see it as like how can you not have such a fucked up body image when literally your sport is being judged mm-hmm. on your body, mm-hmm. you know? And that's a, that's something that I always struggled with, especially when there was that trend of like, every girl was doing like bikini comps. Mm-hmm. And often it was because we had this idea that like, okay, if I can get to that body size and step on stage, I'm going to automatically like have that confidence and self-worth, which then we would see those swings of like, a lot of body change after that and often see girls like quote unquote worse off when it comes to their mental health and body image after the fact right um so it's interesting to see your perspective of like okay these people are experiencing those changes in their body and they're literally being judged on how they look but they're able to maintain at least some neutrality around it and really stay focused on like the process and being able to say like this is the piece of, or this is like the phase that I'm in right now. And this is the current goal and detach from what they look like. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know how many of them can actually detach from what they look like. Like, I think a lot of them are hell bent on it, but it's been helpful to hear, like, (laughs) to put it bluntly, how miserable they are when they're leanest, like the amount of girls crying at the gym, the amount of like, dudes looking like they haven't like felt good in like months and like wow 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 like strength has gone down like all of these pieces and so putting that into perspective has been helpful too like you know mad respect for someone who wants to push their body to the absolute limits but like also reinforces like that is not for me yeah and the rebound after that the gaining weight piece will be absolutely necessary afterwards and mentally I'm not in a place where that would put me in a good spot. So I'm, I'm grateful to be able to see it from the outside and know that I'm not gonna, not gonna be dipping my toes into that pond. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Super interesting. Okay. Well, let's move to this third, third little things. No one tells you about body image. Yeah. You can improve body image via exercise, regardless of if you're using it to lose weight. Mm Mm-hmm big time. Um, so obviously we exercise for a variety of reasons. Um, and I think the reason a lot of us get into exercise initially is probably to change the way that we look. Right. But I think any of us who have been in, in this space for a long time have recognized that like exercise does so much for us. 
Um, and if we go back to that conversation around like having a good training day and then that resulting in better food choices and then that resulting in, you know, better body image, it's, it's clear to see that like exercise plays a huge role in how we feel about ourselves, regardless of how we look on the outside. I mean, like short term, like the endorphins you get from exercise, but I think the repetitive nature of like showing up for yourself, pushing yourself a lot of times, like, especially in CrossFit or like weightlifting when we are, you know, trying a new weight for the first time or getting to that like dark place in a workout where you didn't think you could push yourself that hard, um, building muscle, getting strong, feeling confident that like, Hey, look at that couch over there. You need help lifting that. Like I could lift that. <laughs> like that's a sick feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, so building the confidence of like, I can do hard things is like, I don't know. feels like nothing else in my personal opinion. Um, but I think it's also like a big self-care piece. Yeah. And self-care, not just being like this, like relax, rest and digest piece that we can often like most of us think about self-care in that like foo-foo way, because that's how it's like talked about online. But in the sense of like checking things off your to-do list, taking action, following through on the things that you said you were going to do, like that is all self-care as well. And exercise is a huge piece of that self-care for many people. Um, And it just helps build that self-efficacy. So, I mean, there's that, but I thought that's, I mean, one thing we hear a lot or like that people won't tell you, but I think that kind of leads into like maybe a last discussion of like other things that can improve body image. If you're feeling stuck, Mm -hmm. some of these, I like some of these I'm sharing because other people might like them, but they don't necessarily work for me, but such is the nature of something as complex as body image. Did you want to start with this first one then? Uh, Yeah. So there are affirmations that one could utilize. And I do have lots of friends who love affirmations, like positive affirmations, writing little messages, like on their mirror. Um, We've talked like in our old program that we used to use, um, like put a little sticky note of like your values or your reminders or things like that, or like start the day with a positive affirmation. And I've kind of changed my mind on this. And personally, it's not the best tool for me. Mm-hmm but we do have a lot of people who love it. Yeah. I think that is crucial for affirmations is they cannot be so fucking far from what your current reality is. Mm. So like for me, I haven't done a lot of affirmations about my body specifically, but I do a lot of affirmations around work. Um, Mm. I go into creating content I have on my wall here. I have affirmations around how I want to help people and how I want people to feel when they read and see my content. And I also do a little affirmation that is like everything that I'm doing is aligned with like my most authentic self. Um, so that I'm not, I'm going into that work session mindful of that. So an affirmation isn't meant to like, it's not magic. You don't just say it Mm -hmm. in comes a reality. And I think we need to look at affirmations of like, we are saying this in order to then impact our thoughts and actions, not to like change our current reality. And if it's something so far out of what our current reality is. So if I started my work session and was like, I'm a fucking millionaire, like, you know, or like whatever, (laughs) 
it's not gonna hit the same because we just stealing that one for sure because we just don't believe it right and so I think when it comes to body image a way to practice affirmations isn't necessarily positive affirmations it's not like I love my body I love the cellulite on my legs I love xyz because majority of us aren't going to believe that even if we're saying it out loud but we can affirm neutrality and we can affirm the fact that our worth is not tied to how our body looks Mm -hmm. right so maybe like you know I my body allows me to do xyz or like I love being able to hike or that I can go work out or that I'm just able-bodied in general right like being more neutral in those affirmations instead of trying to like flip something completely around that you like don't necessarily believe I think is the thing that we need to be mindful of in order for those to be effective that's just my Mm -hmm. no I really like that especially what you said like it's to literally affirm the process it's not to quantum leap yourself exactly to another dimension yeah exactly yeah nice okay I really like that that actually makes me yeah kind of change my mind on that I like that um Uh, okay other ways so wearing clothes that you are actually fucking comfortable in oh my god can attest to this one yeah 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 and I do understand that it's challenging if we have had like our literal body change the process of like going to get a whole new wardrobe and if for someone whose body has changed a lot up and down or whatever like yes that buying new clothes all the time is not sustainable for 90 percent of us mm-hmm. and yet I'm like okay then let's pick some clothes that do feel good and let's prioritize wearing those and maybe like if we are in a means or a position to do so like let's get rid of the jeans we wore when we were 20 for sure like, yeah. I don't know anybody whose ass fits in jeans that they were 20. They had when they were 20. Yeah. Yeah. And there's multiple ways to go about this too. Like, I think it's okay to keep clothes that fit a little bit tight or a little bit big in your closet, right? Because our body fluctuates. Mm-hmm. But if we are keeping something in there or if we are buying something with the thought of like, if I just lose five pounds, this will feel great. That is, yeah, don't do that. Don't the amount of bathing suits I have purchased in my life because I was like, (laughs) by the time I wear this. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's just like extra pressure. Oh my God. Yeah. Just so shitty. Um, another thing that I like to do, I have a shopping addiction. So take this with a grain of salt, but if I find something that I like and I feel good in, I will buy it in multiple colors. Mm Mm-hmm right? Because then you're like, okay, I know that like, I like this shirt or I like this style of jean or whatever. And you can have some variety. Um, if you're someone who feels like there's like not a lot of things that you like to wear. Um, yeah. Why do I have a rainbow collection of aligned pants? Yeah. Tell me. (laughs) And then the other thing too, is like, try not to pay attention to sizes in stores because, Literally the range of sizes in my closet of clothes that fit me right in this moment is fucked. Like literally extra small to extra large. Yeah, it is fucked up. I literally, so we were at Kit and Ace on Sunday and they're having like their sale and Brad bought this sweater 
Okay. And it was marked down to $99. So we went to pay for it and it was actually 50% off. So it was $50. So I was like, Hey, I want one too. And I was like, I'll just buy the extra large, which is what Brad got. And it'll be like, at least Brad can also wear it. He was buying it too. So, um, and it will just be like a comfy, cozy sweater for me to wear around. I get home, I put it on. It's like not that oversized on me. It's a men's extra large, <laughs> you know, like it's just, you can't, that's it that you're wearing right now. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. I would have assumed that was like a women's like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, extra large probably yeah, yeah right it, yeah it's fucked so but it fits brad nicely so fuck him anyways <laughs> as long um, as it fits our little b yeah so just like try not to pay attention to that and don't like yeah like just go in with the goal of like i'm finding something that fits me right now and feels good mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, um recognizing the impact of the scale if you are using it and again, I we like to tell clients, like, if we're using it as a metric and we know we have kind of had these body issue things come up or that's been like a big presence for us, um, especially its association to the scale, before you weigh yourself, ask, what's my headspace and what will it be if I step on the scale and it's a number I don't like? Right. Yeah. If you're in a place where you can be like, I'm going to see it as data. I'm going to realize that if it's up, it's probably because I had a shitty sleep. I had a hard workout yesterday, ate more like salt or had more sodium in my diet, all these things. Cool. I'm going to step on the scale. If you're honest with yourself and you're like, if I step on the scale and I don't like the number, I'm going to burn the house down or it's going to change how I eat. Maybe it's going to make the day be tougher to get through. Maybe you're not going to eat as a result. Don't. Yeah, just don't just back away, yeah. do something else. And that can go for like, even if think about too, like if you step on the scale and it's something that you like, right. Mm-hmm. And in this instance, we're typically assuming that it's down. Also, how is that going to affect you? Because some people, you know, see that and then it affects them. It can affect them negatively. They might, you know, make a decision to be a little bit more flexible when they're trying to be structured because they are seeing progress or, you know, just like, just things like that. So it can go both. Yeah. Or recognizing like, Oh, the number was lower. I got super happy. Why, why is that? Yeah, Yeah, for sure. So yeah, building some awareness around that and deciding whether it's something that is supportive for you on a day-to-day basis. And just like in general. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Next one was just talking to someone about it. And this could be simple, like a friend or, you know, a training partner or something, but also a professional. Um, so therapist, some, someone in that role Mm -hmm. can give you a little bit more trained perspective. Yeah. And you can talk about like bigger pieces of like, you know, body image and like the societal impact the cultural impact pieces around that could be helpful to just like discuss um I also have found maybe this is this probably hit or miss for people depending on their relationship but if I'm having a bad body image day sometimes my favorite person to tell is Brandon right and I think it's helpful because of like the relationship we have and how I trust so much that he loves me regardless right and yet 
we've had conversations in the past where, you know, he's been like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, you look great. And I'm like, that's not helpful for me. I just need you to kind of like hear me. And so now we're in a place where if I have a bad body image day, he's like, what do you need? What do you want to do? What do you want to do with it? And that's really nice because it's like in those moments when my body image isn't great, I can't even hear him when he tells me the opposite. Because sure. if he's like, no, you look great. I'm like, okay, cool. My boyfriend who loves me thinks I look great. Like yeah. that, that does nothing for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but when he's like, okay, like you're feeling like that. And now what comes next? Like right. that is a really helpful reminder for me that like, there are plenty of other things I could do, think about, focus on, or if I want to dwell on this for a while, I can. And he's there. He can, yeah. I'm not alone in like those thoughts. Yeah. Um, so that can be like a very helpful piece too if you have someone who can act as a little reminder. Yeah. Yeah. And if you, if your person is in that, like Brad always is just like, you're so hot, whatever. (laughs) Like if you have someone who does that and that doesn't help you, then having the conversation with them of like, Hey, that doesn't really help me. And I appreciate you trying to help, but like, this is what I would actually like in that situation. Then you can maybe get to that point that Nicola's talking about where now they're they're like asking you what you need and kind of prompting you to ask yourself what you need versus trying to fix it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause fixing it in the moment, I don't know about anybody else, but it doesn't, it doesn't work for me. Yeah, <laughs> I need time and space and other things to focus on. For sure. um, which brings us to the next point is what other things in your life can you focus on? If body image is in a crap place, what other pieces in your life bring you joy, help you build confidence, make you feel good, connect you to others. Easy things too. Not like big goals, but like tiny things in your day. Yeah. Is it going for a little walk? Is it an extra snug with your puppy? Like what is going to snap you out of like those initial thoughts that may then lead to actions that are not really going to serve you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So many different facets to look at there. Many different things. Yes. Um, Okay. And then the last one was just shift towards, shift the focus towards who you are as a person, what your body can do and how it supports you in being the person that you want to be. Right. Hmm. Or focus on like the you inside the body. If it's helpful to, I mean, sometimes we want to talk about like the body as a component of us. Like we live through our body, but for some people in some instances, it's helpful to separate like we are like you are you as a human being and like you are then you within the the vessel or the body that you have and it can be helpful to differentiate between the two sometimes as well for sure okay well that's pretty much what we had for you today on body image hopefully that was helpful in some capacity probably relatable for a lot of you hopefully um, yeah, I can't imagine it's just the two of us who yeah, no. <laughs> are having these thoughts. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, do we want to, do you want to say your closing statement or do we want to closing just- statement? <laughs> um, <laughs> I did bold it. So maybe I should have it as a closing statement. So a last reminder that body image is an ongoing process and one that is, you know, we see as having inevitable highs and lows and everything in between. So building self-awareness, having some strategies to lean on um, can help you, you know, develop a a different relationship. I use the word healthier, but now I'm like, "Mm, let's not differentiate between healthy and unhealthy. Let's just say if your relationship with your body and your body image is not in a place that you want it, 
there are ways to shift it and create a different relationship there. So yeah, I love that. And be done. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and since we wrote the notes for this like two weeks ago, I put in like a thousand fuck yeses and fuck noes that were really like in the moment. In the moment, I was like, oh yeah, I feel so passionately about this. Yeah. And also I wanted to like pre-brainstorm because sometimes I can't think of anything good. And now I'm reading them and I'm like, oh. Are any of these really were these that big? About them? Which Um, one out of all of these fuck yeses, which one are you the most passionate about? okay the neighborhood facebook groups man that's so fucking funny okay okay this is a fuck yes for me we have recently joined the esquimalt connections facebook group and uh, it is so chaotic so funny so problematic in a lot of ways but like there's just it's a reminder of like how weird everybody is and like right. just the fact that you live amongst these weirdos and they live with you and yeah. I love it it's so yeah. funny when I'm like in bed reading before going to sleep sometimes Brandon will be on the Facebook group just cackling to himself yeah. <laughs> reading like someone will post a bizarre question and the comments will start off fairly reasonable and then someone like says something fucking out of left field yeah. And it just goes off and it is yeah highly entertaining. And also you learn a lot about the people you live with. And I've learned about a lot of cool community events through there, like the silent disco that I became obsessed with. So there's right. lots in there. If you have like a specific little neighborhood, I guarantee you there's a Facebook group that's run by a bunch of boomers and you'll have a, a time. Amazing. Yeah. The negative to that is that you have to go on Facebook. True. Yeah. True. But I mean, right now. I was like in the depths of like, do I delete Facebook? Do I get rid of it? And then going into this program, we have a cohort Facebook group. So I can't get away from it because it is very helpful to be a part of that. So now I'm just like embracing Facebook life in terms of like what weird groups can I be a part of? Right. Amazing. You know? <laughs> so that's my fuck yes. Do you have a fuck yes? Um, what is my fuck yes? It is little Molly's birthday. It is Molly's birthday. I can't believe she's one yeah she's a big girl um so yeah that could be my fuck yes I ordered her like a birthday bandana and hat off Amazon what get here today what color and style a hat like a little like birthday hat with a one on it oh cute 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 yeah Yeah. and then her bandana is pink and it just says birthday girl adorable so it's very cute very extra um it's supposed to come today so hopefully it comes yeah won't mean as much tomorrow but we'll we'll let it slide uh any fuck no's ah fuck no hmm you know it's been pretty even keel lately I've like been feeling pretty good last weekend I worked all weekend which was a big fuck no yeah that's huge I was like trying to catch up on work and I worked throughout the entire long weekend but this weekend I took it easy I did a little bit of work a little bit of not work and it was nice nice okay Okay, well, yeah. I do have a fuck no also. This one still resonates. Okay, two things. I don't have any shows that I'm excited to watch right now, which <sighs> pisses me off. I like having at least one show that I'm like, oh yeah, I can't wait to watch that when the new episode comes out. Right. I got nothing right now. Nothing. That's upsetting. Super upsetting. Yeah. So I'm hoping and March and April will be What? Send Nicola your show recommendations. Send them my way and also... 
how am I 34 and still getting razor burn? Like, how have I not learned how to deal with that? And I keep at the same time, this is the, the internet telling me it knows. It's like, have you tried bush bomb? And I'm like, no, I haven't. Does it work? And so if any of you out there have used it and are like, yeah, it's good for razor burn, please tell me because I'm like about to press buy. But I'm like, if is this a flop product? I don't know. But I'm just like very annoyed. I just like also I'm just how do you shave? Like I just don't shave there. I just get a wax. I wear really short short. Oh, I haven't gotten a wax in a long time. Yeah. I feel like everyone gets razor burn that shaves down there. I feel like it's impossible not to. But I'm like just talking like I wear short shorts to the gym. Yeah. So I just like right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. Know. I'm Anyways. a wax. I have in the summer but it's not something I carry on all year I'll be honest yeah <laughs> so the the April wax is a pretty yeah. brutal experience yes I know I'm deep for one right now every time I text my girl I'm like go easy on me it's She's like I can't yeah <laughs> my body has literally prevented me from going easy on you in any way yeah. um so yeah would love hot show recommendations hot bush bomb recommendations <laughs> amazing thank you thank you and that wraps up our episode on body image so there we go let us know what you think and hopefully this is helpful and we'll see you next week yeah okay bye (laughs) 